Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Once you finish the season finale of HBO Succession, make sure to tune in to the last episode of the Ringer's after show called Number One Boys with Chris Ryan and Jason Concepcion. You can check that out as well as recaps from the episodes from this season on our Twitter, at Ringer, and our YouTube page. We also have a lot of great written content about the show from writers like Allison Herman, Katie Baker, and Miles Surrey. You can find that on theringer.com. All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. We are taping this on a Tuesday afternoon, doing double duty, doing this and doing the NBA pod with Simmons and the Degenerate Trifecta. But before I get to them, big, big football podcast here. Our heel producer, Jim Cunningham, is working the board. What's happening, Jim? Not much, Sal. How are you doing? Well, you had a nice streak going, two in a row, I think, and then your $2 million pick, your very, very fam- most famous pick on the ringer right now, Jim Cunningham's $2 million pick. It lost. You had the Cowboys <laughs> laying the seven points. They didn't even win the game. I know, I know. I, I'm starting to almost give up on uh, Jason Garrett. I give him like five more years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's all you could give him. But you're a Jets fan too, right? So you must have been happy about that. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they still managed to piss me off, which is the way it goes. <laughs> the guy with mono ruined Jerry's birthday. It was unbelievable. <laughs> All right, let me let me get these guys on the phone. My gurus of gambling. You know who they are. My wizards of wagering. My barons of betting. My overlords of the odds. The degenerate trifecta. Harry, brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's up, Sal? What's going on, buddy? Hey, so guys, I, this is uh, diabolical by me. I'm having us tape during the Astros-Yankees game three. Right now, I see it's bottom seven, four nothing. Garrett Cole pitching another masterpiece, four hits. They've done something to this ball. They for sure have. They're not carrying. Everything's going on a warning track. Not that anyone should hit Cole. Yeah. He's the master anyway. But Parley Kid, are you a little nervous about this Astros team? You had the one-game lead. Looks like you're going to drop two in a row. Yeah, I it, it kind of felt like uh, this is how it would be. I was hoping they could sneak that one out in game two, thinking that I almost feel like Cole uh, just can't be beat right now, even though mm. uh, they did put a couple guys on uh, inning a two ago, and uh, Didi hit one right to the wall. I mean, it couldn't have been any closer to going out, and we know the short porch in Yankee Stadium right field. And uh, it was the guy, uh, I think Reddick's back was right up against the walls. He made the catch. And, uh, you know, and by the way, with, with the DD shot, this is going to be a little old by the time people are listening. But, you know, they direct these hits all the same. They go to the – but this one, they stayed on Cole and DD about two Mississippi count longer than they normally would. You couldn't tell where yeah. the ball was. Did you catch that too? Like by the time, by the time they cut to the right field – uh, it was under the ball, made the catch. Absolutely, they were. Yeah, there was definitely so much dramatics there. And yeah. uh, I mean, it's the seventh inning now. Cole was still just threw one hundred miles an hour, so he's still yeah. got a lot of he's gas insane. here uh, left in the tank. They, they showed how he, his pit, his strike, his uh, fastball uh, differs from his curveball, and it's all the same except when it drops off the shelf. I, mean, I guess it's nothing That's, special except the, the way the Fox kind of uh, laid it out. I was like, holy crap! How does anyone hit that ball? Um, yeah. I can recap the odds. They're all going to change. The Astros going into today were plus 140. Nats, Yankees uh, were 2-1 to one and plus 225. This is all going to change. And St. Louis, the Cardinals, boy, have they taken a dump. 25-1. to one. Wow. They scored, I don't know, they had four hits in 18 innings, and then they scored another run in game three. 
that's that's all but over. Uh, Brother Brian, quick to you. You're a Yankee fan also. I won't make you recap any of this or talk about any of this. You were our only winner last week with the best bet. You had Texas over Oklahoma. You got double digits. That was the only win for the degenerate trifecta. Good job by you. You were nervous, though, about that one, right? Oh, yeah. Well, that was, I mean, I was getting 11 and a half, but that whole game, I mean, Oklahoma seemed like they could have scored 70 that game. I mean, they kept turning the ball over inside the 10. Uh, and mm-hmm. then I got the great Sammy E uh, backdoor cover at the end there. So that was nice because they they screwed me, uh, Texas, in that LSU game. So it was nice to uh, get a little even there. That's right. You got you take the good with the bad there. That was rough. Yep. Uh, yeah, but yeah, the Red River Red Zone team, Oklahoma was not, but they did enough to win. It's going to be tough to beat them down the stretch. All right, Harry, let's hear about this gold nugget contest. You're on fire. I just keep waiting for you to go the two and five or three and four, but it's not happening. You didn't give us a winner on this show necessarily last week. In fact, it was one of the best losers I've, I've ever seen. It was Louisiana Tech, UMass under what, 62, 64, something like that. Didn't matter what it was. That was something else. <laughs> I didn't want to even let you get through the analysis. I was going on to Brother Bry, but I let you go through it. And I think they, I think they were close to hitting the over by halftime, right? Uh, it did go over by halftime. There was 69. Oh, it did go over. Okay. All right. I wanted you yeah, to say yeah, that. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 All right. You know, that's right, that, Louisiana, that Louisiana Tech only beat Grambling 20 to 14 this year. That UMass mm-hmm. team is something else. I mean, they cannot stop anybody. Awful. Look, but, we talk about it anyway, every week about that UMass team. And they're capable of defensively. <laughs> oh, no, we don't. Well, anyway, we'll, we'll stay off them, anyways. But uh, I am 28 13 and 1. I did go six and one last week against spread. Uh, I'm tied for eighth, half point out of seventh, and two and a half back out of first. Mm. And I'm if I'm an eighth, let me just make let me do my math here. That means I'm two hundred and forty seven <laughs> spots higher than the parlay kid. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Cunningham, what do you make of all this bragging by Harry? He comes on this show, he doesn't give us a winner. He gave us one of the worst losers in history of uh you know, uh, documented picks. But now he's bragging about this other contest that he's in. I actually yeah. like it. I respect it. You do? <laughs> yeah. I like it. Good move, Harry. Good for you. Uh, Harry, have you ever seen Shark Tank? Back there or is that Jimbo? Have you seen, have you seen Shark Tank, how it works on ABC? Uh, I've seen it, sure. So what I do is when you give me your best bets at the end of the podcast, I buy one of them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy one. I'm oh. going to dump the other two. And so I buy, I buy yours. Brian stole my Texas pick. So I stole, I stole, you stole mine. You talking about, geez. Well, yeah, but Harry, you got 14 winners everywhere else. You couldn't give me one of those. You got, we got to get Louisiana yeah. tech UMass. I don't understand. I know. I, I thought that was a steal. I thought that was going to be a cakewalk considering they hadn't covered third. They haven't then gone over 13 in the last four games, 14 games, Louisiana tech and UMass no. quarterback situation. Well, I, don't know. I just, I don't know about all this bragging. Week. Outside of the show, it's like on Shark Tank, like how they do it is like if you make an invention of like an airplane for dogs and I buy it and the airplane blows up and your dog is dead, like on the runway, you then can't go brag about your other dumb inventions like a like a pencil sharpener that cooks popcorn and stuff. You know, when you jump on my pick, that don't give you a winner. How's that? When you jump on my pick, maybe you'll jump on this week. that's true. I didn't jump on it. All right. Well, listen, we have a lot of show. Right. We'll get to that. We'll get to Sharp Tank. We'll get to Captain Morgan. We're going to get to NFC North odds. We're going to preview the big three games of the uh, NFL week. 
Seven. Is that where we are? Week seven already. Now, listen, I, I, I try to pick three. There was another one, Rams, Falcons. I don't want to put you guys through that. I don't, I, honestly, I don't want to analyze that. Wait, Whoever you take, you're going to lose. And Rams, Falcons, what are you getting with those teams? Screw the Rams. Yeah, enough already. Enough with the Rams. No, I don't know. I don't get Goff. I don't know what he's doing. Uh, I, I don't get the, the Falcons. They seem to score a million points. They can't put a team away. Dan Quinn is dying to get fired. But let's do this. I didn't think that I would preview an a AFC South showdown, but Texans, Colts, Texans 4-2 and two, coming off the big win in Kansas City. Colts 3-2 and two, coming off the big win in Kansas City because they then had a bye last week. Colts are favored by one. 47 and a half is the over-under. Brother Bry, what do you like? Uh, yeah, I love the Colts here, minus one. I mean, I feel like this game should be like two and a half, three almost in the Colts side. Like back-to-back tough road games for the Texans here. Colts coming off a bye. They get a little bit healthier. But I'll say the Colts, they are impressive. This team is much different than the Chiefs team in terms of a matchup for, for the Texans. Like they're going to get after Watson. We saw that against Mahomes. They were all over him. They're going to be able to protect Brissett because that line is probably the best line in football. I, I don't know. They seem to have the Colts. I mean, they seem to have the Texans number in the series. They won four to five, uh, 14 of the last 17 at home. They're four and zero against the spread in their last four against the division, whereas the Texans are two and five against the spread in the last seven in divisional games. So I think there's a lot of things fair in the Colts here. Again, uh, I mean, if the Texans go on to win this game, then you have to really start taking them seriously. But I still don't yet take them seriously i don't put them in necessarily in those top teams just yet they need another one i don't think they get it interesting all right i mean i'm rooting for like someone to pull away in this division like the texans i think i'm rooting in the same in the in the afc north with the ravens just to get a handle on things but uh let me speak to the the total here the under five and one the colts last six versus afc south under four no texans last four versus afc south Harry, you're going against Brother Bry. I'll give you another one. Three and ten the Texans are against the spread last 13 against a team with a winning home record. That's that's the Colts, but you like the Texans here. Uh, you know what, Sal? I actually, may, I don't know, but may, may have screwed up. I like the over here. I like over 47 and a half. Yeah, you did. Uh-huh. You screwed up because you, you said suck <laughs> Texans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay, good. All right, <laughs> tell me the over. I just gave you two good. Uh, Deshaun Watson and the Texans are uh, – they're gaining a lot of confidence on offense. They look really good. No, it's against Kansas City's defense, but they looked really good last week going up and down the field. DeAndre Hopkins is way overdue for a big game. He's, I mean, they had all that offense last week and the week before against Atlanta, and he hasn't done anything. He, so he's way overdue for a breakout game. That's sixth in the league in total offense. Watson has 17 touchdowns. Will Fuller has been the hot receiver lately, and Carlos Hyde is a guy they can feel confident in running the ball. He had a big game versus Kansas City last week. Brissett and Mack have been really good, too, for uh, Indianapolis. I think they can put up, like, 27 points. I think this this game could hit in the 60s. Um, mm. Five of the last six Texan road games have gone over, and 12 of the last 17 Colts games have gone uh, over after coming off a bye. So I think this game lands right around 60. Look for it to go over 47 and a half by maybe two <laughs> touchdowns. What was the Colts off a of bye thing? Can I hear that? <laughs> 12 of the last 17 Colts games have gone over after 17. coming off a bye. Hey, everyone makes a big deal about Andy Reid and his, uh, his bye stat, right? Yeah, but he's been around for those games. What kind of Colts quarterback are you talking about 17 years ago right now? <laughs> Before Peyton Manning? You only get one by a year, right? So it's one per year, 17? Yeah. That's fine. All right, you like the over. I don't know. You know, it's weird because they're both, like I said, coming off wins against the Chiefs. 
if they were both coming off losses, you would have to try to figure it out. But they both look so good against the Chiefs. The Colts had, for that second half, they had the ball like 19 in the first 22 minutes. Similar Texans had 35 first downs or something crazy. I don't know. <laughs> now they're finally playing each other like real teams. I do. I think Deshaun Watson continues his run at the MVP. I think they they eke it out. Not as great. I like the uh, Texans and the under. So I'm going against both of you here. Wow. All right, Parley Kid, you lead us off here. Ravens yeah. and Seahawks. This is the to me. This is the game. The game of the week. Four and two Ravens. Five and one Seahawks. You can't take your eyes off either of these quarterbacks. Really, Seahawks three and hot three and a half point favorite at home. Over yeah. under is fifty. Ravens uh, just a matter of like an hour ago traded for Marcus Peters. He's up yeah. and down, Parley Kid. Right? I mean, he made a great play. The interception return for a touchdown. Got smashed yeah, I mean, for the Rams. I, 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 what do you think? Well, I think that has to do. With, yeah, I think that trade has something to do with the locker room. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling maybe they were just like, let's get this this uh, head case out of here because I think that's yeah. kind of what uh, he appears to be. So uh, I think with what was happening there, but this is a great, this is a very intriguing matchup. Sal, I think you talked about uh, Deshaun Watson making a case here for the MVP, but really right now to me, uh, that would go to Russell Wilson. Um, yeah. Boy, oh boy, uh, this guy's just magic on the field right now. Uh, I'm trying to find something I don't like about him, but he seems to be a good leader. Uh, he makes passes uh, from the pocket, outside of the pocket. He runs when he has to, uh, especially late in the games when they need to make plays. He just always seems to make plays. Uh, and I think this this trip with uh, the Ravens taking this cross-country trip here uh, to Seattle, I think that's going to be a little bit of the difference. Uh, even though the Ravens are four and two, and Lamar Jackson's been good, uh, I think Pete Carroll's going to do the uh, do his best to keep uh, Jackson in the pocket. They're not going to let him run for about 150 yards, which I think he just did uh, this past weekend. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Seattle will do a better job than most teams with that. Uh, I think Russell Wilson uh, wins this game. He's a better quarterback. He pulls it out, and I like this game going over too. So I, I could see this game being like 34-27. Seattle, and it's going to be a fun game because we really do see, uh, you know, an up and coming quarterback and just a a guy yep. who's just uh, really fun to watch. And Russell Wilson it doesn't even matter who his receivers are, right? He just no, like you got these no name guys running around. He's completing passes, phenomenal, phenomenal. I wish I, uh, you know, I have so much money on the Rams this year. I wish I didn't have to say that, but uh, he's well. Dead. I don't think the Rams are at. I know what you're saying, but the NFC is kind of weak at that fifth and sixth plus spot, the wild card. I I, sure. I bet them. I think they're sure. plus 250 to make the playoffs right now. I think the Panthers go away. I think there's one team from the NFC East. Uh, who are we looking at? The, the North will the get call. one team. Uh-huh. And then maybe they yep. pass the Seahawks. The Rams still have the Seahawks at home, right? So could still happen. Um, yeah. You talked about the yep. over uh, parlay, kid. Four and one, last five um, Ravens road games. Over nine and two, last 11 Seahawks home versus a team with a winning Road record. I like those multi-layered um, trends. But uh, brother Bry, you are looking at Seattle as one in five against the spread as a favorite. You like the Ravens, right? Yeah, I like the Ravens here. I mean, at first I was leaning Seahawks, but then the more I thought about it, I had to change my mind. Look, like Russell Wilson, while he he's definitely been the MVP so far, but every game for the Seahawks just continues to be the same game, right? It's everything is the same. It comes down to Russell driving late for a touchdown. Maybe not that Cardinals game, but that's the Cardinals. I feel like whenever they play a good team, it comes down to something late. Um, and it's been going on like this for years. Um, 
like I, I think I said last week, I think they're letting Buffalo do more at the beginning of these games. But still, mm-hmm. I think defensively, while they get uh, Jerron Reed back this week, they've still struggled. So I think they're going to give up a lot of points here. I think it's going to come down to the end. And when it comes down to the end, I think you have to take the points in this case. So the Ravens are 5-1. The last six is road underdogs. And the Seahawks are 1-5 against the spread in the last six yeah. favorites. So uh, I just, again, I think everything would normally say take the Seahawks because that's a low line. But I, I would play against it here. Yeah, you know, uh, you, you hate to say that Pete Carroll's a lucky quarterback, uh, a coach, because he, he he called for an interception at the one-yard line in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, but he's won eight games, eight one-point games in a row, which seems impossible, and he seems to pull yeah. these close ones out. I like the hook. I like the plus three and a half here. I don't know. I think I, I think uh, mm. they could just do just enough. you got a running quarterback. He had 111 yards rushing in the first half. I guess it was against the Bengals, so uh, maybe that's a different story. But I would take the three and a half here. I don't know, Parlay Kid. Maybe I'm just rooting against the Seahawks because we have so much riding on the Rams. But <laughs> that would be my thing. All right. Now this one. Oh, Eagles at Cowboys. Boy, the Cowboys, which I didn't think Jason Garrett would get up for that game. I said it last week, but, God, I didn't think they would lose it. <laughs> my did. God. Just a mess. Just a mess they were. They lost to those Jets. <laughs> Eagles, I mean, they had a chance to, to gain some ground because the Eagles got slaughtered by the Vikings, and now it's yep. kind of must-win-ish now. And, it's in, like I said, in a, in a division where it doesn't seem like you're going to get another, a wild-card team, Cowboys minus three. I did see that tick around two and a half. I would like it better at two and a half. 49 and a half is the over-under. Um, Harry, I don't know what you're doing here. You're trolling the Cowboys. You never liked the Cowboys. Why would you like them uh, laying three here? You must have read the text wrong. No, I like the Eagles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Actually, I'm really. It would be great if this game tied and the Giants beat Arizona. That 18 to one is looking not too shabby for the division. That uh, you know, they're still in it. Anyways, Eagles plus three is my play. So because the first reason is the Eagles head coach Doug Peterson apparently said so. Seems like a nice guy. I can't. Uh, no reason not to believe him. I'm taking the Eagles plus three and to win the game. They're four and one in their last five as a road underdog, and revenge is also on their mind. The Eagles have lost three straight to Dallas by six, seven, and six points. In last year's game in Dallas, Dallas got every call, which included that fumble to start the game. That was totally a fumble, and they didn't call it, and Philly didn't get the ball to the 10-yard line. Anyways, Philly and Wentz get back at the boys. Philly is in the middle of three straight road games, and they take this one take the, and take the lead in the East plus. How can anyone back a team that made Sam Darnold look halfway decent? Philly, 27-20. <laughs> well, because he is halfway decent. I apologize. I did read it wrong. I'm reading it now because your, your freaking texts are so cryptic. The team playing the team that gave up a 92-yard touchdown. Of okay, I got it. That's how I have to. <laughs> yeah, you to got it. Yeah, good, good. yeah, I got it now. All right. Yeah, it okay. makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Parley yeah. kid, I don't know. Yeah, I, I will say the Eagles plus nine on a teaser. I don't know if you put it with, but – that really looks good, especially since they got blown out on a teaser last week. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Polly Kid dropped Miles Sanders. He had a big game fantasy wise. What do you go? You're going Eagles also? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I hate to pick against the Cowboys, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was at the game this weekend. So I never, very rarely go to uh, the, these live football games. Sometimes I actually even prefer just to watch, uh, uh, you yeah. know, multi TVs, kind of like we, we all do. And, um, Oh, wow, Sal. 
I, I like we said, I don't know if we expected that. I know there's the injury bug going around the Cowboys, but I feel like the Cowboys can't use that as an excuse anymore, right? But I have to, I also have to say, does any team do a worse job of when a guy's injured and having other guys? It's like they lose an offensive lineman and the whole line falls apart. Or, yeah. you know, Cooper goes down and I got to watch, you know, Jason Witten run, you know, uh, 80 different pass patterns during the game. We're 40 years old. It was a little rough to watch. Um, and, you know, I like the fact Doug Peterson comes out and says, we are going to win this game, right? That should be great locker room bulletin board material for the Cowboys, right? Shouldn't that right. be like, well, the Cowboys are certainly not going to lose this game now because they're going to be so fired up to win that game. I just don't feel like, I don't know, is the fire gone? What happened to this team so quickly? I don't know. Not playing the Giants, not playing the Redskins, not playing the Dolphins anymore. That's true. That, that I, That's part of it. They, they lost a couple offensive linemen. Right. Look, we know that they got some injuries, but it just, you know, I love the fact, what did Romo say? It was great the other day, right? That that uh, Garrett has his fingerprints all over this offense right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, people are jumping on that. So, as Cowboys fans, what would, why would we, why would I take the Cowboys this week? I wish I could, I, I can't believe I'm saying that, but uh, why would I take that? I think the Eagles get in the three. Um, and, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I think maybe the Cowboys could pull this out, but um, <laughs> I don't see this. This is going to come down to the wire. It's coming well, down the to the wire. The only thing I say now. is every now and then Garrett does something that saves his job for six weeks, and it's not right. usually his right. not yeah. usually his doing. So maybe this is the kind of game, miserable schedule um, going forward. Actually, for both these teams, it's not it's not good. But uh, I'll make a case for the over seven and two in the boys' last nine, seven and zero oh, uh, in the last seven Eagles games as a small underdog. This qualifies zero to three points. I think there'll be a lot of points. I'm staying away from the side. I'll go over here, you know, thirty twenty four ish or something like that. But yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it. The Eagles seem oh. to be inspired by a loss more than the Cowboys do. Plus injuries. There you go. That's else. what I mean. Right. Exactly. I don't know. What what do you think about those guys coming off the field like Jason Garrett's like trying to shake their hands and they kind of just walk by him? I don't know if I could read too much into that, but um, you know, I wonder if <laughs> nobody he's likes him. losing the players. You know, I, they I don't high five him. Not like, nah. you know, I feel like he's like a nice guy though. I, I, you know, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's time. I guess now. he's a nice guy. I'm like, oh. So it's time. Yeah, you don't want to high five. You don't want to injure his clapping hand. You know, you don't want to do it. You gotta, you gotta take chances. <laughs> that's there. true. Maybe uh, that's what it was about. <laughs> hey, let's take a break real quick, and then we'll go over NFC North odds. Hey guys, finding a new job is a lot of work, but what if you had your own personal recruiter to help you find a better job? Now, ZipRecruiter's technology can do that for you. Just download the ZipRecruiter job search app. Let it know what kind of jobs you're interested in and its technology starts doing the work. ZipRecruiter app finds jobs you'll like and puts your profile in front of employers who may be looking for someone like you. Who knows? If an employer likes your profile, ZipRecruiter lets you know. So if you're interested in the job, you can apply. No wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job search app. Based on a third-party survey, 7 out of 10 people who found a new job on ZipRecruiter increased their salaries. 
These were the results of a 2017 U.S. survey of over 500 ZipRecruiter users who got hired for a job they found on ZipRecruiter. My listeners should do this. Listen to what you should do. You should download the free ZipRecruiter job search app today and let the power of technology work for you. Don't wait. The sooner you download the free ZipRecruiter job search app, the sooner it can help you find a better job. All right, we're back against all odds. Yankees are on the board. Yankee fans, brother Bry, parlay kid, very excited now. It's 4-1, bottom of the eighth, one out, five outs away. Come on, Astros, do this. This is the only thing Harry and I can root for together. Uh, (laughs) This is Tuesday, Monday night. I don't want to say great game, but close game. Kind of thought Aaron Rodgers would pull it out, and he did. He was down 10, down 10 or nine points in the fourth quarter, down more than one score in the fourth quarter. Lots of help from the refs, lots of hands to the faces that didn't really exist. Uh, Flowers got called for both. I don't understand the calling something you don't see. I could see something the other way, you know, but uh, his hand, not on the face mask. It was strange, but again, this was an Aaron Rodgers win. Talk about throwing to receivers that don't, you know, Valdez Scantling's one thing, but you know, you have Adams out and then uh, Allison gets hurt and he's really throwing a no names and throwing big balls, like three, like long touchdown passes. Rodgers has no fear. He won. Stafford again couldn't pull out a signature game. That, I mean, that's his thing, right? He just can't get get ahead. Green Bay to win the divisions plus one twenty. Minnesota plus two twenty. Chicago four to one, and Detroit at two and two is ten to one. Um, all right, Harry, let's start with you. Who wins this division? You know, what? I'm going to make a case, guys, for the Minnesota Vikings at plus two twenty. I know they're one back of uh, Green Bay, and they lost them. So whenever they play. Green Bay at home, they absolutely are, that's a must win, I understand. But at five and one, I just think Green Bay is overrated. They have fortunate wins versus Chicago uh, against Minnesota early in the season at home. Uh, Denver cost themselves a lot by turning the ball over on their own end. They actually outplayed uh, Green Bay in Green Bay. And like you just mentioned, uh, last night's Sal, a Monday night against Detroit. Uh, they're only 19th in the league uh, in total offense. The Vikings are 12th. Uh, Cousins actually has looked really, really good two weeks in a row. And Stefan Diggs isn't going anywhere, especially after last week's performance with three touchdowns. And I know we pounded it and said this many times on the show, but Dalvin Cook is a monster back there. He runs so hard, so good. He's got 800 total yards, six touchdowns. I think the Vikings can overcome Green Bay here. Yeah, I, you know, the Vikings, I loved them last week against the Eagles, but for all the wrong reasons. I thought Dalvin Cook would go crazy, and while he has been uh, a right. top running back in the league, didn't really do it. I thought their defense would step up. It stepped up enough, but yes, you're right. It was Stefan Diggs, who they definitely need to be a big playmaker to make noise in the uh, NFC North and in the playoffs. That was nice three, and the three like, wins at know. home, they've uh, outscored the opponent by over 50 points in three games. Yeah. Pretty impressive at home. They're fun to watch at home. They're on the road at Detroit. It's kind of a big game. Brother Bry, you're going with Green Bay, the favorite, at plus 120 to uh, hold on here? Yeah, you know what? I'm looking at the remaining schedule, and when I look at all the teams in the division, I feel like the Packers have the – I mean, while their schedule is tough, I think they have the easiest uh, remaining schedule in terms of – it looks like they should should probably get five, maybe six wins here. I think if you get to 10 and six, uh, that's probably enough to win this division because their their schedules are so difficult. So they they have the Oakland at home. Obviously, they need that game at KC, which is, is a loss. But uh, the Chargers, 
Carolina, Washington, Chicago, maybe at home, the Giants. Like, there, there's very winnable games in there. I'm thinking, you know, like I said, they can win five more. Uh, again, I think maybe with – and I don't even love this Packers team. I keep saying I don't even like them. But the thing with them is they're finding ways to win. They, I felt like the last few years they found ways to lose. They're only going to get better probably as the year goes on. When you look at Minnesota, I mean, is this maybe the same Minnesota team we saw last year who was great early on and then just kind of fell off a cliff uh, the last few years? So um, I, I don't hate Harry's, though, because if you look at the schedules the next two weeks, it's likely these two teams could be tied then, too. So um, yeah. jump on Minnesota here now. Maybe you wait for Green Bay. Maybe you wait two weeks. But I would still favor the Packers at this point. Well, that's the whole thing. So you looked at the whole schedule the rest of the year. I just looked for the next five weeks to see if I could find value. And right. as, as weird as Detroit is, at 10-1 to 1 odds, let's just look at the next three weeks. If they pull out a win against the Vikings, then they have the Giants. And at the Raiders, it was not a walkover by any means. But – if they could be five and two or four to three and four and three, and you're hanging on to ten to one odds, it's funny none of us are talking about the Bears, the, the team that's won the division. I guess because we're not sure if Trubisky's coming back or if it matters. But yeah, you're right. All these teams have tough schedules. I mean, if the Bears can't take care of business against the Saints, who keep playing games that I don't think matter to them, and and somehow just win, win, and win, um, then they're in a world of trouble. Make them ten to one after that. But uh, I'm going to stick with the Packers right now at plus one twenty. You take a flyer on the Lions at 10-1, to 1, but Packers were my preseason pick. I would have liked their defense. I thought they were going to be consistent. Uh, Preston Smith is, is great back there, but not seeing a lot out of everybody that you saw in the first couple weeks. Um, and I would like that they, they had a running game established, but uh, they fell behind early, so it's hard to say with that Lions game. Parley Kid, who do you like in the division? Anybody? Yeah, if I could weigh in for a second, I would say um... – you know, I, I do. I can't really argue with either Harry or Brian. Uh, you know, I have right from the beginning of the year. I was kind of on the Green uh, Bay Packer bandwagon. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of I remember giving out uh, their coach as a twenty to one uh, odds to win Coach of the Year, possibly this year, uh, being led by a healthy Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and we're kind of saying that, like I said, I, I this whole Cousins thing I find very strange that. And so it took the receivers to call him out, and all of a sudden now they're, they're throwing the ball down the field, they're slinging it all over the field. Like Again, I, I don't know, is this something that uh, early in the year they were doing the same thing last year too, and you know, his cousin's going to go into like another five-game funk somewhere along the line? And yeah. uh, Rodgers just wins ball games. I, I, I guess you would ask, if, but my opinion, I, I guess I'll, I'll take the Packers, but this could go either way, I think, at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, both teams have solid defenses, but you know, if you're saying, you know, Rodgers has a one game lead over Cousins right now, I have to roll with Aaron Rodgers over Cousins. Yeah. Yeah, you're getting plus odds with Rodgers and a one game lead that you, you can't do a lot better than that. Now, this is a fun division. Right. I'm trying to think of what other division has three solid teams that now, you know, AFC South has three teams that can compete for the title. I don't think those are solid teams. I like the uh, NFC West a lot, but what other divisions have three teams that you look forward to seeing that really can make some noise in January? I don't know. I think it's this in the NFC West. Harry, can you think of any? Don't include your Giants. Uh, I think in that the, uh, NFC East. West is really good. Plus, look at the way Arizona's playing, too, in terms of, I know, soft on defense, but Kyler Murray's been spectacular the uh, past couple of weeks, putting up big yeah, numbers. Yeah, well, that's what I said. They, uh, you, you they got, got the, two in a row, too. 
three teams that would probably be around, hover around 10 wins. And then the fourth team is going to have the offensive rookie of the year in it. Uh, I believe right. fantasy wise, Harry, I think he's a top six quarterback. If you look at it, I know you care about yeah, that a lot. Six, six, six games in. Yeah. Six games into his career, 340 yards, three touchdowns last week. It's huge. There you go. Not Let's a lot go. that the Kirk was out. Not a ton of throw to uh, this past week. All right. That brings us to mm-hmm. our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's make believe riverboat casino each week. The Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail, tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Uh, this week, the captain came up with a good one. It's kind of sad now, as, as I was going through it, but captain wants us to pick a winner between the most cursed athletes, and he's put odds on this. Clayton Kershaw. I mean, this is what inspired it. Poor Clayton Kershaw did it again. He blew it against the Nationals, who look like they're going to the World Series right now. Up two games to one. They couldn't hold it. He's two to one as most cursed athlete. Oh, our very own Tony Romo. Hate I hate that the captain added him, but he's right to it. Nine to two odds. Greg Oden. Uh boy, didn't play much in the NBA. Was a number one pick. He's at 12 to 1. And maximum security, the horse that got disqualified in the Derby this year. He's on there. He's as athletic as they come. 25 to 1. The field is seven to two. Brother Bry, which one are you going with? Uh man. I'm gonna go with Kershaw here. Uh, I it just feel so bad for the guy. Like when he, after he gave up that home, those back to back home runs when he was in the dugout, just looking at his face said it all. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was the same face that Eli had after he won the Super Bowl. It's so sad. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but you know it's funny because there's like curse. There's just bad. Like for to be a baseball pitcher, it's like you have to be really bad and also like really unlucky. So if one of us just got up and threw back-to-back pitches to Randon and Soto, the likelihood is they wouldn't hit them, you know, hit them out. I mean, the likelihood is probably neither of them won't hit it out. So it's the fact that he, he, he gives up the tying runs there on those home runs is pretty amazing. I mean, he's probably, he definitely is the best pitcher of his generation for baseball. Yeah. And just to, like, all of us are just going to remember him just as a choke artist. That's all anybody's going to remember. I mean, maybe the Dodgers fans won't, but everybody else inside is going to be like, yeah, but that guy was good, but, you know, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, obviously. You know, yeah. Like the First ballot, I, too. I, I feel bad for him. I'm with you. I feel bad. First of all, you can only feel so bad for all these guys we named. Uh, Kershaw, Romo, Odin, <laughs> Maximum Security, right. all all multi-million. I don't know about maximum security. I mean, that, that I've seen that thing eats like shit. I mean, not not, good, not a good meal that I'd want to be. So I don't know how much it's worth, but uh, I'm going to go with Kershaw also. He's going to be our first ballot Hall of Famer. Almost 170 wins already. 244 ERA, just about 2,500 strikeouts and a 577 ERA facing elimination. Again, these guys have a lot of money. They're fine, but he is as cursed as they come. You're not going to find a bigger discrepancy between regular season and and postseason uh, performance. Rendon pitch, I thought wasn't a bad pitch. It was kind of out of the strike zone. He had a reach for it. So I don't blame Dave Roberts for keeping him in, but then the next one was right. I, uh, just he, he knew it. He, he, he probably could have gotten in the dugout before the ball left the park. Um, parlay kid, I have a feeling I know what you're going to do. Just get it over with. <laughs> so we know Tony Romo lives a fantastic life, right? right. We do know that. Okay. He's- Beautiful wife, terrific, uh, beautiful kids, great golfer, best football uh, analyst in, in the game. All right. But this guy deserved the Super Bowl, Sal. He deserved a Super Bowl. 
it all started with this football there uh, in Seattle, um, with the must snap, and then yeah. for years, terrible line got hit around. Years of dealing with Jason Garrett, no defense, terrible overturned call against Green Bay, uh, and even that year, so even that year when they lost to Green Bay, they were a twelve win team and still were a three seed. How often mm-hmm. does that even happen, right? When you have to go on the road as a three seed, uh, yeah. never happens. And that that happened to, to Romo. The injuries continued to mount, and then what are the chances that a fourth round draft pick? would have a, such a spectacular start to his career, enabling basically Tony, putting Tony Romo into retirement. Yeah. Uh, really sad. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, we know how great he was, but really a cursed type of uh, career, I think. Yes. So let's pick Romo sure. nine to two. For sure. In a way, he was cursed. He, Like you said, lots of great things about him. He's got his wits about him. But number one in the field where he is right now. Good for him. All right, Harry, you didn't send me, I'm pretty sure, uh, who you were going to say, so I'm a little worried about this. Who do you like? No, nah, I'm going to take uh, Las Vegas born and bred. I called it last week, Bryce Harper. He's been in the league since 2012. They made the playoffs that year, went to the divisional series, lost that, lost it again in 14, lost again in 16, lost the division series again to the Cubs in 17. And when tr- switching teams, he... When he had his announcement, he said the Nationals instead of the Phillies. Tell me that wasn't a curse that he was hoping they would have a good team and a great mm-hmm. season. He didn't say his own team, Phillies. He said his old team, the Nationals. He was 0-1 making the playoffs of the Phillies so far this year. In the playoffs, he's got a career batting average of 211 with 23 Ks in 76 at-bats. And now that he's gone from the Nationals, Washington is rolling into the World Series without him. And whether or not I have a bet on the Nationals, well, I guess I wasn't allowed to take it. But anyways, still, besides that, <laughs> Bryce Harper, most jinxed, most cursed. Well, Harry, I think you're most cursed because you here you go. You were trying to make bets um, that would occur before the podcast is released. And who am I to say, no, don't do that. Pick another team. I'm sorry. That was that was wrong. No. Of me, but yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, do you like the Astros Bryce today? Harper can't get it done in the playoffs. Okay. Harry likes the Astros in game three. Mm. No? I will say, uh, I, I said uh, Kershaw, let's go Greg Oden, though. By the way, this is not, he was good. I've uh, 82 games in five years, knee, foot, knee injury. They didn't play any, it's unbelievable. Now, there are number one picks, like speaking of Vegas, so who's the guy for Vegas? Was it Bennett? We kind of knew that he wasn't going to pan out, but Greg Oden should have been great. Right. Way too many injuries there. Um, Jabba Chamberlain was one I, I saw on the outside. Who else was uh yeah. Mark Pryor, pitcher for the Cubs. I will say, Harry, with a with a baseball player, it's hard to say they're cursed if they don't make the World Series if they're not a pitcher. Like unless it's like Kershaw did. How much is Harper well, supposed to do at the plate? You know, to get a whole team. I understand, but playoffs? also, you know, Darren took Tony Romo for a guy who didn't even make it to an NFC Championship game. As most cursed. Right, well, okay. I think whatever. he outlined some pretty good uh, pretty good reasons as to why that never happened. Mm. But all right, Jim Cunningham, I want to jump in here before I murder Harry. <laughs> yeah. Rocky Balboa from the Rocky <laughs> movies. Now, if you haven't seen the well, Rocky yeah. movies, you might want to fast forward this, but pretty much everyone he touches <laughs> dies. There's Mickey, his trainer, dead in Rocky yeah. 3. Also, he mm-hmm. fought Hulk Hogan, Thunderlips, dead to a lot of people nowadays. Um, Rocky 4, his buddy Apollo, dead. His opponent in Rocky 5, Tommy Gunn, 
AIDS. Rocky Six, <laughs> Adrian's dead. Creed, his brother-in-law Paulie's dead, and Creed Two, I fell asleep. So there you go. Right. God, you're right. Jim Cunningham did it again. Rocky right. Balboa is the right. most cursed athlete. Thank you. He really is. <laughs> I never thought about. It. And what about the robot? We know the robot in Rocky Four, Four? Three. The, what was the one? Drago fights. That thing's not around. No, the robot that lived with them for a while. Paul. Oh. Yeah, that was in four. Yeah. You never hear from that thing anymore either. Wow. Yeah, that's a compelling case, Jim Cunningham. It's pretty good. All right. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please, please drink responsibly. Oh, let's talk about FanDuel for a second. Hey, I'm teaming up with FanDuel to give you a chance to play fantasy football against me, Bill, and the trifecta. The best part, the winner gets to fly out to Puerto Rico to be our official correspondent for FanDuel's World Fantasy Football Championship Live Finals. You'll get an all-expense-paid trip to enjoy four days' worth of WFFC events in Puerto Rico, including an exclusive beach after-party with a live performance by Ludacris. Just go to FanDuel.com ringer to enter and draft your Week 7 fantasy team before the games kick off on Sunday. Uh, I'm going to ask the trifecta for a quarterback, a running back, and a receiver. Not necessarily the most points, but maybe the most value. Uh, Parley K, do you have a quarterback in mind? Yeah, so I think this week, uh, Josh Allen matched up against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I yeah. can see uh, Allen uh, being a little bit of a sleeper this week for people. Probably isn't in a lot of people's starting lineups, but uh, if, you have, uh, if you're debating, uh, he might be a good guy to go with. I could see him rushing for... Uh, a touchdown or two and even throwing for a touchdown or two and having a, a nice game against the hapless Dolphins. So Josh right. Allen might be a, a nice pick. Brother Bry, Josh Allen, what running back do you pair with Josh Allen? Yeah, I'm going to go with another Josh. I'm going to take uh, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think mm-hmm. right now he's currently like 6,700 on FanDuel. Uh, going against Green Bay, Green Bay has struggled uh, somewhat against the run. I think they've given up some of the most fantasy points against the run. Uh, 6,700 seems really cheap here, so I would I would take a run with him here. All right. Harry, you got a wide receiver for us? Yeah, how about DeAndre Hopkins for Houston versus Indy? He's way overdue for a big game, and Watson is rolling right now. DeAndre Hopkins for the uh, Texans against the Colts. All right. And he's only uh, like $37,000, so you could um, fill your rest of your team with all Giants. You'll be fine. No, Hopkins, Harry had Hopkins as the number five pick. I didn't do much better in our fantasy with uh, with Julio Jones at number six. Probably, kid, who was your first-round pick in uh, fantasy? Tyreek Hill, pal, who I just oh, got wow. back. And as I predicted, we- once Hill came back, my team would take off, and that's kind of what's happening right now. Yeah. I know what's happening. It was fun. All right. Yeah, he caught that crazy ball. You thought the Chiefs are going to run oh, away with this. How, how could they ever blow it after that oh, nutty catch the, in the first drive where Parley Kid pointed out uh, Mahomes went for 116 yards, but they couldn't hold on. All right, remember, you could play against me, Bill, and the trifecta in the Ringer Listener League on FanDuel. doesn't matter if you missed last week. You could still take home the top prize. Just go to FanDuel.com slash Ringer to enter now. That's FanDuel.com slash Ringer. All right, it's time for Sharp Tank. This is the one where Harry gives a loser and then goes online and gives 14 winners. He claims he had a terrific week. He actually did have a terrific week. Harry, you know what? Let's bounce back with you. You had a loss. It can't be worse than it was last week with the UMass uh, Louisiana Tech under. Who do you like? Yeah, I'm going to go to college football again, Sal, but this time I'm going to take Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, plus 18 and a half against LSU. Uh, This could be very possibly a look-ahead game 
for LSU as they have number 11 Auburn next week. And then after that, they got number one Alabama. It'll be interesting to see how they handle this number two ranking, which is the highest they've had in a long time. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how Burrow handles this. Speaking of Burrow, the last game they played against Mississippi State, LSU did, uh, was at LSU. LSU won in a low-scoring game. Mississippi State covered, and they shut Burrow down. He only had he had 129 yards passing, zero touchdowns, and a pick. Uh, Mississippi State is in the middle of uh, a four out of five game road swing. So this game is obviously at home, and they need a pick me up this week in Starkville. Uh, LSU was very fortunate to cover the minus 13, 13 and a half last week uh, against uh, Florida. I think they got exposed a little bit defensively, as no one expected 28 from Florida. Um, they have a running back named Kellen Hill. He's getting over five yards of carry. He's going to have to keep drives alive. I think this game is a low-scoring game, and the 18-and-a-half against LSU gets there. All right, Brother Bry coming off a win. Had Texas plus double digits against Oklahoma. They lost on the field but covered. Who do you like? Follow it up with another one. I, I will say, Harry and I, I have to go back and almost check this, but I don't think the both of us have gotten it right. I don't think we've both gotten it right in a long time. Whenever I really? get it right, Harry's wrong. So Harry's been, although Harry's been wrong for a while, I, I've been pretty good on these. But I'm going to go. I do like Harry's pick, though. I like that one. I've just lost with LSU too many times. So, uh, But I like it. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Oregon minus three at Washington. Uh, I just haven't been that impressed with Washington so far this season. Defensively, they've struggled the last few weeks. If it wasn't for some really bad turnovers from Arizona, I know – Harry was sweating that game out um, early in the second half. But those some big turnovers. Otherwise, that game would have been close. On the other hand, I think the Ducks are pretty legit. They've only given up five points per game in the last five. I think Washington's going to struggle to get to 20 points, whereas I think Oregon's going to get in, into the 20s. Uh, Washington's 0-4 against the spread as home dogs against Oregon. Um, I just I can't believe I'm taking Cristobal over over Peterson here, but I mm. think there's just too many things that say Oregon's definitely a much better team. This isn't the same Washington team, even with Easton there, uh, but this is a better Oregon team. All right, Parlay Kid, what do you have? Well, Sal lost a tough one last week. Uh, came down to the last uh, team of my parlay, the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, so that was uh, tough to swallow. So. Sometimes when I'm down south, I just go with what I call my common sense tease, right? So we're going to go to take a three-team teaser here. We'll start with the Colts, who are uh, minus one. So giving them ten, we're going to make them plus nine right here. Frank Reich is an exceptional coach. He's coming off a bye week. That offensive line murders people. Uh, The defensive line uh, puts pressure on quarterbacks. Look, the Texans team is a pretty good team, and Watson's a fantastic quarterback, but they're coming off an emotional win. I think they have a little bit of a letdown here. Um, we're, gonna, we're giving the Colts nine here, so I think uh, that's All a good right. take. Then Sal was taking the 49ers, who are minus 10 against the Skins right now. I know they got to travel here. I know, I know they're coming off a big win. The Skins, though, they got their win. They got their win. They're going to rest on their laurels a little bit. Shanahan coming back to his father's old stopping grounds here. This team is another team style. They're just bullying people right now on the line of scrimmage. On yeah. the offensive line and defensive line, it's the most underrated part of the game, right, So Teams that have yeah. a good offensive line and defensive line win games. And that's what the 49ers have right now. So let's make that an even spread right here. And we're going to go with the Pats over the Jets. The Jets got their win, too. And 
I know sometimes the Pats have a little hiccup here or there. Uh, they might. They're still going to win this game, in my opinion. I think the Jets, again, they have a little letdown off their big win. Patriots, it's an even spread here, getting the 10 uh, off the Caesar. Um, and again, offensive and defensive line, uh, especially that Pats uh, defense is uh, flying right now. So I think they give Donald Smith. So Pats, 49ers, Colts on three team tees. I know you like it, but I've been giving you losers, so I, don't, I wouldn't play. Well, no, I do like it. All the numbers make sense. And by the way, you're right about that offensive line. You could tell in the trenches. I don't know if we all had the Chargers over the Steelers or just me and Bru- who, who had them. Was it just me? Maybe it was just me who had the Chargers over the um, Steelers. But I knew within 12 minutes that I, I lost that it. game. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you're right, right. Uh, uh, the Steelers just dominated that offensive line. I was like, this is going to be a long day. The third string quarterback is not going to be asked. Hodges is not going to be asked to do anything. And when you're up 14 points, you have to complete like three screen passes and you won against the Chargers. You know, they don't score in like three minutes anymore. Everything's like an eight-minute drive. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. But, yes, you're right. 49ers on the trenches. I don't know why I don't believe in them. <laughs> so, yeah, what, what do I have to see? What do I have to see out of the Redskins? So, so what? They beat the Dolphins. But that one scares me a little. Brother Bry, I, I don't think I've been on the right side of a crystal ball in, since he started coaching, whatever he's done, like probably junior high school or something. I don't know. I can't win a game. He's bad. <laughs> Harry, I don't want to. I took Brian Utah State against LSU in a big number a couple weeks ago. I'm yep. going to trust you at Mississippi State. And here's what's going to happen. You're going to win this one, and then you're going to lose all your golden the nugget picks and everything else you're doing <laughs> online. And then we're going to see how much you're bragging about this. It's going to be interesting. Wow. Not, uh, Mississippi State probably will be in my top seven picks. but Oh, yeah, good. It'll be in your top seven. All right, so I'm going to take one of Harry's top seven picks, Mississippi State plus 18.5 over LSU as my uh, sharp tank selection. Harry, what else is going on with you as we uh, say goodbye? There was a, a photo recently of you. It was uh, sent around our group text for you and like seven boxes of Popeye's chicken. What's going on with that? Is that another job? Uh, you know, that, that was uh, that's what... Uh... My ex-boss Ken ordered for lunch, so uh, I partaked in uh, in the festivities with that and the maid. Me, Ken, and the maid part- ate lunch together. You partook, I think. Yeah, you, him, and the maid. Oh, yeah, part- right. yeah. How is that yeah, chicken? Me, Ken, and the maid had lunch together. You had chicken sandwich? Uh, no, tenders. Tenders. Oh. Ken was upset because uh, the uh, the uh, fries came off, came back to the house cold. wasn't, wasn't Oh, of grilled, course. But, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. He ordered like two Ubers to drive you the food. So, of course, it's going to get cold eventually. Right, right. Um, Uber Eats, he claims, is the greatest invention ever. So I guess I not. They don't have a heat in the back I know. Seat. There's been a couple fry. mistakes. There has been a couple. But, All um, right. yeah, Wednesday, you can catch me on uh, Bald Bets and Beyond. Friday, uh, um, with uh, on uh, Guys and Bets with Chris Abbott, um, my uh, co host on Odd Sharks. Tonight, I'll be on. Uh, I'll kick the coverage with Clay Travis. So Wednesday, you can hear that during the day uh, on Twitter and mm. uh, on uh, YouTube. So uh, that's that. Got a couple things going right. on. There you go. I'm glad Clay Travis could stop tweeting about LeBron James for three minutes to interview you. Mm. It's gonna be, it's, it takes a lot. My I'm sure God. there'll be a He's... question of uh, LeBron James tonight when we do it. So He is fly. He knows nothing else. These guys can't beat me. I'll lock it in. What else are they going to talk about? Uh, I have to find other things. You're rolling. Uh, Parlay Not kid. fun anymore. <laughs> No, what's Rochester? Anymore. What's Rochester football looking like? Oh, what what are they looking like? Oh man, uh, they've not won a game yet, Sal. Um, 
I know that they're trying as hard as they can. Uh, uh, Parlay kids done. My son is getting some decent playing time. He's caught another pass last week, so he's he's uh, doing pretty well at a, at a new position for himself. Uh, long road trips to me, a lot of driving. I got a bad back right now, I think, from uh-huh. all of it. And um, but uh, aside from that, we, we got uh, the Yankees just lost four to one. Here's an unbelievable stuff. Garrett Cole, uh, the Astros have won his last 25 starts. How, what kind of wow. holy smoke? It was, it's like May 19th that. or something. May 27th, May holy 19th or May 22nd. Smoke. It's insane. Um, 25 yeah, you need the next two. The well, boy, boy, they need the next two. And here's an interesting thing, Son. I, I know it depends, I guess, when people listen to this, but um, it's going to be raining here. I don't think they're going to be playing tomorrow. So uh, I, I could see... Uh, this, this was supposed to be a, a all bullpen start for both teams tomorrow, but if that gets pushed back to, to uh, Thursday, I think we see uh, Granky and uh, Tanaka match up again, which I might be good for the Yankees at that point. Might be, might be. Yeah, yeah. might be. But yeah, now you got Cole earlier. Yeah, that's tough. But yeah, then you got exactly. It, it kind of right. probably works in their favor, but it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens here with that rain. It could play a big part in this series. All right, brother Bry. What else do you have? You have a meteorological report for us? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually. I, I didn't really even know it was supposed to rain. I've been caught up uh, just sitting in an office for a long time. Um, <laughs> but I'm I'm at the brother Bry. Um, let's see. I mean, there's so many things going on with sports nowadays. It's funny. I I really wish I had like ten TVs set up, especially for Saturday, which just you get all these college games, you get fights on, you get the baseball on, you get hockey. Now NBA is going to be starting in another week. So uh, it's it's crazy. But uh, this week I'll say there's a really good under, it's not that it's underrated. I mean, the boxing fans all know about it, but the Peter Biev Gavazdik um, fight mm-hmm. should be a really good one. I favor, Peter Biev is a little bit of an underdog, but I like him to win this fight, has a little bit more power. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't know about this, but, uh, should be a good one. There you go. Hey, so right, big news. The, big football news. Bry, right? Can I break it? Yeah, I'm at go ahead. Yeah, you have breaking news, Paul, again? Yeah. yeah, Jalen Ramsey got traded to the Rams. That's big. So, uh, that helps us. I guess that's the, uh, yeah, that's the first round pick. I, I didn't see what else, but, uh, just came across the wire. Jalen Ramsey to the Rams. Now, playoff down, makes baby. sense. Yeah, it's in, it's in his name, so it should make sense. So they lose Peters to the Ravens, and they get uh, Ramsey. Did we know what they gave up for him? I thought I saw at least uh, a first-round pick. I, I All right, we'll find – you know, as Jim Cunningham, who I forgot to get his $2 million pick, but as he uh, regales us with that, I will look up this uh, Jalen Ramsey news. What do you got, Jim? $2 million pick. I was looking at the Pats at the Jets also. I think last time I took the Pats in the under, so – I'm going to take the Pats and the over. Oh, so you're doing a, this is a parlay? Yep. All right, you get a free $2 million and you're doing a parlay. All right, I think wow. that's what that, yeah, no, he he knows what he's doing, this kid. Um, you got to get on back on the winning ways. All right, Jim's got the Patriots and the over. So that's 10 and 42 and a half, right? Yep. All right, and Jim, give us your uh, give us your Twitter handle. It takes forever. It's at Jim Cunningham, but the eyes are ones. Figure the eyes it out. Ones. And people didn't Figure believe that. Pe- people couldn't believe that the eyes are ones. We had some tweets. I'm yeah, saying there was some confusion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, I don't think they know for sure what what he got here. The, I'm, I'm looking at Twitter, and it doesn't seem like they know for sure what they got for Jalen Ramsey here. But a one would would make most sense. Um, all right, that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Thursday night football pregame on Fox. I'll be live in Denver giving out my pick. I'm perfect against the spread with these picks on Thursday night. Don't tell Fox. We're not supposed to talk about against the spread, but I am perfect. 3-0. Locking in FS1, 430 to 5:30 Eastern. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live, 11.35 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. Next week, we're in Brooklyn. These guys will be out here. Harry's not. He's got a date with Popeye's Chicken. But these fellas will be out uh, at the BAM, Brooklyn Academy of Music Theater, I think Tuesday. So come by. Just shout our names. Hopefully, we'll see you. We'll yell something back. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and Heel producer, Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.